Are you ready for an open discussion with the best of the best and the best of what's next? Welcome to the Spotlight with Tony D'Urso and special VIP co-hosts. Join in on a great conversation today with one of the world's great influencers as they showcase the latest tricks and techniques that made them the game changers they are today. Now, here's Tony D'Urso and his co-host. Welcome to the Spotlight. I'm your host, Tony D'Urso. And today's Spotlight interview is with Brittany Palmer, UFC Octagon Ring Girl. And joining me today as my VIP co-host is the international empowerment speaker, Cynthia Mazzaferro. Cindy is a motivational empowerment speaker, international award winner, and number one best-selling author. She's also an energy, medical, Reiki master, and powerful beyond measure life coach. More about Cindy at CynthiaMazzaferro.com. That's Cynthia, M-A-Z-Z-A-F-E-R-R-O.com. Hello and welcome, Cindy. Hello, Tony. How are you? I'm doing wonderful, and I'm so glad to have you once again on the spotlight as my co-host. So thank you. Thank you for having me. I'm looking forward to speaking to our fabulous guests. Very cool. And for our Spotlight audience, you are listening to the Spotlight where we focus on highlighting stars, greats, and game changers. If you're a fit, we want your interview on the Spotlight. We broadcast every Friday at 1 p.m., so please set your calendar to hear from the world's elite. And you can catch every episode of the Spotlight on my mobile app. Just go to TonyDURSO.com slash mobile from your Android or iPhone. And once it loads... Past episodes of The Spotlight will automatically appear in Column 1. And Column 2 is my other weekly show highlighting elite entrepreneurs called Revenue Chat. All right, today we set the stage for The Spotlight to chat with Brittany Palmer, UFC Octagon Ring Girl. An accomplished artist, spokesmodel, host, and dancer, Brittany Palmer is a modern-day Renaissance woman. Her rise to the top was fast in Las Vegas, first appearing in Ultimate Variety Show, followed by a featured act in Jubilee, then as a magician's assistant to Nathan Burton, culminating as the lead dancer in Ex-Burlesque at the Flamingo Hotel and Casino. And as a featured personality for the past four years, she's the ultimate fighting championship octagon girl. From her days circling the cage with world extreme cage fighting, Brittany has been at the forefront of a sport that's exploding in popularity across the globe. She's featured across a plethora of media, having most recently completed The Ultimate Fighter Brazil, with each episode averaging nearly 30 million viewers in Brazil alone. Okay, here we go. Welcome to the Spotlight, Brittany. Hi, thank you for having me. Thank you, Brittany. Such an honor to meet you, and I truly appreciate you taking the time to join us today on the Spotlight. This is very cool. Oh, awesome. Thank you. Well, great. Now, Brittany, we're really looking forward to learning more about you, but first things first... How did it all start for you, please? Um, you know, actually, the, the what you just read is mostly correct, but I've now been with UFC for almost 10 years, um, so it's a little, a little outdated on that, which is my fault, but um, I was a professional dancer, like you had mentioned, growing up in Las Vegas, and, um, you know, I was in modeling agencies, and they had called me for an audition to be the ring girl, so, um, you know, when I was 19 years old, I went to this, you know, to the Hard Rock Hotel and in this little teeny room and we all had to, you know, stand in our bathing suit and walk in circles and I got the gig and, um, you know, I've been 
I was able to make a career out of it, which I think is really great. Very cool. Very interesting. Brittany, uh, what's it like being at the UFC? Can you tell us any story of how it started and how do you deal with such a large crowd and exposure? Um, you know, I think, you know, growing up in the industry and at a young age, dancing on stage and having a big audience, it really doesn't phase me. Um, you know, when I'm walking in, when I'm working, I really only see the people in the front row. Everyone else, you kind of just learn to tune out, um, you know, the, the bigger I look. I mean, and, but it just depends. You know, I, I personally like the big audience because that means that the, the you know, the house is packed and UFC is doing well. So, um, you know, the more the merrier, I think. Very cool. And I know Cindy's got something she wants to talk about. Cindy. Brittany, when did you actually realize at a very young age that you loved to be a performer? And how was that um, fostered in your family? So actually, um, it really didn't have much to do with my family per se. I mean, I grew up in Las Vegas and in Vegas, you know, it's, and, and I came from, um, you know, very, like a middle, a very middle class. My, my, my father passed away when I was at a young age. So it was really my mom and she was working so hard to take care of my brothers and sisters. And I was a middle child. So it's kind of like the forgotten one. So I really just had to figure out what I liked and what I truly enjoyed. And, um, I was doing timeshares actually, right, right out of high school. I was selling timeshares and I was awful at it. Oh my God. I think I sold one timeshare. I hated it. It was the worst job. <laughs> but while doing that, I was standing outside of the Aladdin hotel at the time, which was, I was selling Westgate timeshares, sold one seriously in my name. There's only one. And, um, there were these two showgirls standing outside, passing out these cocktail cards and they had these big white, you know, feather headdresses and this white rhinestone bra and boas. And I just thought that they were the coolest thing since sliced bread. So I went up to them just being a little, you know, entrepreneur. And I was just like, Hey, I think you guys, I love what you do. I love this. How do you do it? So she gave me, you know, the girls gave me the two little Russian dancers um, they gave me their boss's uh, name and number, and I gave her a call and said, I would love to be considered to do this. And this was just to pass out, you know, cocktail cards. So um, I met her that day, quit my job the next day, and then started working and kind of just working in the industry on the strip. And then, you know, fast forward a couple months later, then I'm, I'm passing out cocktail cards for a theater, the B Theater, which was at the Aladdin in the, planet, uh, in the Miracle Mile shops. And in that theater housed Nathan Burton, it housed The V Show, and it also housed X-Girls. So all of the shows that I ultimately danced in, I was promoting. So when I, you know, they want you to know about the show you're promoting, I would watch a show and I was just like, that's what I want to do. I want to be a dancer. I want to do this. And, you know, just kind of catapulted to eventually doing it. I love that you were able to really continue to aspire yourself driving farther and farther and growing in your own expertise, really. In exactly. And I never had dancing experience. You know, I always could carry a, a, a beat and, and I could, you know, I had rhythm, but I would never took dance when I was growing up. And then, you know, when I decided that that's what I wanted to do, I started taking dance classes and I started just understanding the basics. And I went to um, I went to the community college in Vegas for dance, which is cheaper than dance classes because I wanted, you know, I didn't have any money then. So I had to do, go the cheapest route possible, which was just going to, you know, CCSN. So, um, yeah, it, it, it took work, but I mean, I, it paid off. It always does. That's wonderful. Tony? 
Brittany, I, I know a bit about the UFC. I used to watch it so much. Even with my wife, we would watch the UFC. And for quite a while, you know, I have a little background in martial arts. And for quite a while, I was actually in MMA. And my coach, he's actually done some work with UFC and Bellator. And he just recently retired. And I understand the grueling work it takes to be in UFC. So I have an extra dimensional layer on this it's you know but i'm nowhere i would say nowhere near as good as that i haven't done much mma since my radio career now so i understand what it takes to be a championship to a degree and the amount of dedication it takes now for you you're the ufc octagon ring girl of the years no joke intended how does one get that title and you've done this year after year so can you tell us about that so, um, well, the, the, I guess the whole point of the awards is, you know, it's kind of the MMA's just little who's who in, um, you know, in MMA, I guess. And it's a show that's put on every year. And, you know, I, I, the fans vote. And I think it's really just about, you know, having a certain presence with the company online, putting yourself out there in a way that, you know, people respond to. Um, I'm not one, I don't, you know, I haven't won every single year. I have, uh, you know, I've had Ariani's won a couple. And for me, I mean, I, those awards used to mean a lot more to me. And I think that the younger I was, that's when they were really more important. But, um, you know, I just think like with any award, it's just really, you know, working hard at your craft and what you want to do and, you know, really like staying true to who you are. And I think that resonates with people and ultimately they vote for, you know, who they resonate the most with. Love it. Very cool stuff. And now I'm going to switch a little bit because there's a whole nother dimension to you. I just touched the surface in in your little online on-air bio. You have an amazing art career. Can you please tell us about this? Um, yeah. So, okay. So when I was 21 years old, I was with UFC. Um, I was actually with WEC, which was the first company I was with um, UFC's lighter weight class. I was 21 years old. Um, I was dancing. I was with UFC. I think I was a waitress at this point. And it was Halloween day and I was in a car accident. I was in a really bad one where I was T-boned and pinned, pinned into my car, fracturing my pelvis in three places, unable to walk for months. Um, so obviously that was a huge devastation to me, not being able to move and dance. And that was my job um, at the time. So kind of how Frida Kahlo got her start, you know, I mean, she was in it. She was a lot younger, of course, but she was in a horrific accident and she was bedridden and to, she just started painting from bed. And that's really what happened with me. Um, I couldn't do anything. I could, I hated TV at that time. I read all the books that I really wanted to read. And so I just started painting and listening to Jimi Hendrix and painting his, his photo. And I mean, it was awful, but I was so happy doing it that it didn't really matter. Like I was, I would just get so, um, like I would meditate in it, which was great to get lost inside of color to me. Um, and I just, and I, my passion, it just kind of it shifted. And when I was able to walk, I, it was a little, it was hard for me to dance. My hips will always hurt for, you know, the rest of my life. Um, so that's really what kind of started the art bug in me. And then I became like crazy obsessed with it, like crazy, crazy obsessed where I would like call out of work and pretend I was sick just so I could sit in my garage and paint. And then I turned my whole garage into a studio and I couldn't park my car. Like it became like, and then I knew like, I've never had that even with dancing. Like I never just 
went to dance classes outside of dancing and shows. So, but this was, I was obsessed on you, on YouTube videos and tutorials and books. And I just, I knew that I, this is something that was a gift and, and it you know, something really awful and devastating that happened turned into something really beautiful and something I genuinely cared about. So I ended up, you know, packing up my stuff and moving to Los Angeles and going to art school here. Um, you know, I was one of, it, it, it was scariest decision I had to make to leave my home, but there was really no art culture. I thought for me in Vegas and I wanted to go somewhere that potentially modeling could, you know, I could be, you know, work in modeling and it's close to home and there's great art culture. And that was LA. And it, I went to UCLA and then I went to a, a private school at Brownwood art center and it was, and I moved to Venice beach and it was seriously, I think like the funnest year of my life. I mean, it was one of the best just because I got to leave home, you know, and like not, I wasn't with my mother, but just leaving my, you know, where I was from. But yeah, that's really what kind of kicked this all, you know, kicked it off. I had a store once that I sold very fine quality arts, uh, autographs, lithographs many years ago. It actually got destroyed in the Northridge quake, January 17, I believe, 1994. And I I went into different things. I didn't didn't reopen my my art store, but I've sold so many pieces of art and I've evaluated so many pieces of art. And I've seen some of your stuff. Very unique, very, very great stuff. And I'm going to ask you some more about that. This is The Spotlight with Tony D'Urso and Cynthia Mazzaferro joining me as co-host. Just ahead, we continue the chat with Brittany Palmer, UFC Octagon Ring Girl. But first, it's time for us to take a short break. See you back here in just a moment. This is the Voice America Influencers Channel. Be inspired. You have a message. You want to share that message. You want it to be social, to go viral, and spread across the planet. But how do you get started? Tune into Amplify, featuring host Ken Roshan. This show is here to help you take that message and channel it through the most effective marketing techniques to not only be successful, but have a positive impact on the world. Tune in live Monday at 8 a.m. Pacific Time and 11 a.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Influencers Channel and get amplified. Have you ever checked out In the Limelight with Clarissa Burt? You don't know what you're missing. Clarissa has a great circle of friends and influencers. How do you live a model life? Find out when Clarissa puts her amazing guests and engaging topics under the spotlight. We'll talk with the masters from art, science, food, health, finance, beauty, and business. You really can't miss a single show. Join us every Tuesday at 11 a.m. Pacific Time and 2 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Influencers Channel. Is email an important part of your business? It is for us. That's why Voice America partners with MailJet. MailJet lets us create impactful newsletters and deliver them right to the inbox fast. Microsoft, MIT, and Avis trust MailJet for their emailing, and so should you. Go to MailJet.com and use the promo code VOICEAMERICA to start emailing for free today. Your favorite Voice America Talk Radio Network shows and hosts are in your car, outdoors, and wherever you need them to be. Listen anywhere. Get our mobile app for iPhone, BlackBerry, or Android at the Apple iTunes App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market. 
We don't follow. We lead. Join us. The Voice America Influencers Channel. You're listening to The Spotlight with Tony D'Urso and a special VIP co-host. We'd love to hear from you via email. Be sure to send questions and comments to Tony at TonyDurso.com. Now, back to The Spotlight. All right, we're back with Tony D'Urso on The Spotlight with international empowerment speaker Cynthia Mazzaferro as co-host. Today's show is with Brittany Palmer, UFC Octagon Ring Girl. As an American contemporary artist known for her vibrant portraits and also abstract pop icons, Brittany studied classic portraiture at UCLA and attended Brentwood Art Center. Her use of bold color and gestural emotion commands the attention of many prominent collections today. Her paintings have been exhibited worldwide in Ex-Contemporary and Conception Art Basel Miami 2016, among others. All right, and now back to the chat with Brittany. Well, Brittany, I was also looking at your artwork online, and it's beautiful. And what came to me was that the energy and the color is uh, so um, vibrant. And it really makes me feel like you want to see the beauty in the person. It's, it's not a traditional portrait um, where you're, you know, it's a photographic, like, uh, resemblance to that person. And I just wanted to ask... Um, what is it that you're hoping to relay in your portraits? So that's a great question. Um, so the thing with with my art, it, I really started doing lots of, you know, the monochromatic black, white, and gray, and that worked for a while. And then I was in a really dark place um, in my marriage, my ex-marriage. Um, I, was in, I was in a bad place, and, and I think that there was something about using these bright colors that kind of just, it, it really cheered me up, you know, like I just didn't want to use if I, everything was so black, I felt around me. So I read, that's when I started using these really beautiful neon colors and, and was able to manipulate them and match them in ways that don't really match that. Like, you know, in school they teach you, you know, certain complementary colors or, you know, and, and, and I start, that's what kind of started my color craze. And then, you know, what I really focus on, I think in a portrait are the eyes because, you know, eyes, are, I believe, are the windows to the soul. And, and I think that they're the most important part. I mean, on a face, personally, as an artist and as just a human being, you know, that's the first thing I look at when I see someone. So, um, yeah, I mean, that's kind of, you know, I love capturing a color palette. And I love not doing this stereotypical portrait art, um, which is beautiful and is extremely hard. So I'm not knocking anyone that does. It's very, very, very hard. And you need a lot of patience. And I don't have that. But it's also, you know, to have it very loose and free and vibrant and the eyes just come out at you. So where the you look at the painting up close, you don't really realize it's a face until you kind of walk back. And I think that that um, hopefully that, you know, that shows in my work. Yes, it is beautiful. And, you know, art is quite healing. Whatever the art form is that you actually take, whether it's music or dance or, or actually art. Um, and it, it can be so therapeutic and healing. And thank you for sharing about your um, 
your marital situation? Because I think so many people, our listeners, you know, do have times in their life when there's struggle and um, strife and disappointment and you might not find the way out. And through using art, often you can. It's very therapeutic. And what I also thought of, you know, you've taken, had so many pictures taken of you with photography, with, um, you know, uh, Playboy and other magazines you've been on. And, you know, you've always been... Um, viewed pretty much as a perfectionist and that you know you're you're glamorous you're you're gorgeous and you you're kind of out there in front of everyone and everyone's viewing you so there's an aspect of um feeling probably internally that you need to put on this perfect persona and i i really thought your art was also a display of um that we don't have to be perfect. Our art, that who our faces are really revealing our true essence inside, like you said, the eyes of our soul, and yeah. that we don't have to be perfect. And I just wanted to follow up to see what you thought about that aspect. I mean, I love that. And I, I think that that's such a great observation. And, you know, you, really, I couldn't have said it better. But I, I do think that, you know, and it's hard for me. I'm, you know, because I'm an artist, and you know, if you guys saw me briefly when I when I thought we were doing a camera thing, I mean, I'm chill, and uh, this is like the most ready I'm going to be all week. I, I've not, you know, I'm kind of a tomboyish in the sense that I wear paint jeans and t-shirts, and but you know, there's this persona that you know, this modeling kind of world, and these photos that have been taken and this glamorous thing. So, um you know, I'm not perfect by any means. And, and my hands aren't perfect as, as far as the sense of how I paint and how I create, I don't have a very still hand. I never really have. Um, and you know, and, and I think with my art, you don't necessarily have to, it's very loose and free and, um, you know, and it's really distinctive of my style. Right, right. And so if you could just give, um, some words of wisdom as a last follow-up before Tony comes back, what would you say to our listeners when it comes in response to following our passion and not trying to be perfect with that? I think that, you know, it's important to stay true to yourself. Before I started to have success in art, I was painting because I loved it. And I was painting because it made me feel better because I couldn't walk and I couldn't express myself in a way that I was so you know accustomed to. And then something beautiful happened. And because of social media, people wanted to buy it, but I never intended to do what I'm doing to, to make money. This was strictly because I loved it. And that's what, um, I think is the most important with anything you do. There's always going to be times in our lives. And, you know, I know I'm young and, but I've, I've been through my fair share. Um, and there's probably going to be so much more. I mean, I'm only, you know, I'm 30 years old. God, we only know what's going to happen tomorrow, but I think it's important to try to keep that internal bug as happy as you can and, and positive and to put your focus on in art in any way, whether it's listening to a record or if it's picking up a sketch pad and not, and even if it looks like, even if it looks awful, who cares? It really, who cares? Cause the only person that's going to see it and the only person that it's helping is you. So that's really, I think really important to understand, especially um, when you're trying to cope with something I I've had to cope with so much. And I always just kind of, revert back to what makes me feel good, which is always music and art and, um, you know, yeah. I love that. Thank you so much for sharing that. And I agree. I think so often that when we're down and out struggling, that's really when new doors, new opportunities are opening. So congratulations on your great success with that. Thank you. Tony? So 
Brittany, I'd love to know and talk about your most well-known art piece. Can you take us perhaps from the beginning when you started and started painting it and what you wanted to do and then how it actually became your best known piece? So actually, um, God, your questions are so great. I love this interview. Um, so my best known piece has just, it just happened, which is really cool. Um, there were pieces before that I thought, you know, were, were my best known, but this past year, uh, I last one December, I had my own show in art Basel, which is in Miami at art Basel in Miami, which is if anyone, you know, if you guys don't know, Art Basel is kind of like the artist mecca of the year and it's held in Miami every year. And it's, it's so important as an artist to go and be seen there. Um, so this year I decided last year I was with a gallery at, well, you know, two years. And then this past year I went in and just did my own pop-up show and it was titled no agency. And one of the pieces in the show was it's a boom box and it's called audio visual. It is, um, you know, I painted this boom box and I collaborated with this artist named 20 and he create he built this plexi box around it and put these led lights behind it. So, and they're also motion, they're, you know, noise activated. So it's this beautiful box lit up. And when music plays, the speakers turn different colors. It's the coolest piece. It's sold actually at Basel, like seriously the opening day, um, which was great to put that red dot, you know, right when my show was opening. Um, and it was my most expensive piece sold as well. But yeah, that was, that's like my star piece. And I didn't even have it long enough to enjoy it. It was already sold right when it went on the market. So, um, but yeah. That is very cool, Brittany. And for the spotlight audience, where can they where can they go? Is it brittanypalmer.com? Where can they go to see that? It, it, please. So if you there's two sites. You can go to noagencybrand.com and that has the boom box that I'm uh, specifically talking about. And it also has all the apparel that I designed for that show, for the no agency show. I did a, um, I created a clothing line. To, to follow with the show and it has the pieces that I created for the show. So that's noagencybrand.com and everything else is brittanypalmer.com. Um, you know, emphasize the spelling of my name, Brittany, because everyone always kind of fudges it. It's B-R-I-T-T-N-E-Y palmer.com. That has everything else. And that's P-A-L-M-E-R for Palmer. Very cool. Yep. So spotlight audience, please go check out those sites and go see what we're talking about. Because when you're talking about art, this is an audio show, you got to see it. So perhaps you could call up that site and then listen to the rest of this interview and just get this art because we're talking to someone who's really expressed herself really, really well. And you got to take it, you know, I'm, I'm, no, I'm no art critic or anything, but I've sold a lot of art and I've done art shows and stuff like that. And this stuff is very, very cool. So I highly encourage you. Click the links, check out this art while listening to this and add another dimension to this interview. And now I'd like to know, Brittany, please, who's the most, let's say, well-known person that's bought a painting for you? Perhaps something that's really surprised you. Oh, let me think. Who's the most well, a Floyd, May, Floyd Mayweather. <laughs> Can't say his name. <laughs> so yeah, Very Floyd cool. Mayweather is, is one of the biggest, biggest collections I think I am in right now. Can you tell us a little story on how that happened? So I am friends with Floyd's personal assistant. Um, and he's been a friend of mine for a couple of years. And it was Floyd's birthday a little, 
God, it's eight months now, and his assistant wanted to do something really great. So Laird Hamilton um, created this stand-up board, and Floyd loves stand paddleboarding. So he got this board from Laird Hamilton, and then I he brought me this massive, I mean, this board, probably like 11 feet, I don't even, this huge thing. Thank God I had a big place at the time. And I painted Floyd's portrait on the face of that board. <laughs> so, yeah. Very cool. Those are your embellished pintail boards? No, that's a skateboard. That's okay. just oh, my personal, oh, yeah. A- this was like a... This is a custom job that um that my friend wanted for Floyd. Thanks for sharing that. I'll ask you about those other boards in just a moment. This is the spotlight with Tony Dierso and Cynthia Mazzaferro as co-host. Just ahead, we're going to find out more from Brittany Palmer, UFC Octagon Ring Girl. But first, it's time for us to take a short break. See you back here in just a moment. Change starts here. Change starts now. Join us, the Voice America Influencers Channel. Do you feel shackled to your business? Do you feel that there is no room for anything else, like a personal life, family, fun? Did you know that there is another way? Listen for The Unshackled Life with hosts Aaron Scott Young and Michelle Pearson Young. They'll discuss what helps your business work better for you so that you get to have a life. Aaron Young has been starting and running companies for over 30 years. It's time for you to finally have the time, money, and freedom that you've always wanted. The Unshackled Life, Mondays at 1 p.m. Pacific Time, 4 p.m. Eastern on Voice America Influencers. If you want to join the ranks of the influencers, you've got to think like an influencer. How about joining one of the top influencers in the world, Leonard Kim, for Grow Your Influence Tree. Leonard and his guests discuss the topics that aspiring influencers need to know, from brand building to getting yourself published and growing your audience. There's a bunch of fun and even some twists involved to keep you on your toes. You just have to listen every Thursday at 1 p.m. Pacific Time, 4 p.m. Eastern, on the Voice America Influencers Channel. Individuals and businesses with tax problems, listen carefully. Do you feel like you're losing control over your finances? If you owe over $10,000 in back taxes or have unfiled tax returns, we can help you take back control. The IRS is the largest and most aggressive collection agency in the world, and they can seize your bank account, garnish your paycheck, close your business, and file criminal charges. Take control of your tax problems now by calling the experts at Tax Mediation Services and take advantage of the Fresh Start program and new laws that may allow us to negotiate a settlement for the lowest amount possible. Our team of tax attorneys and enrolled agents can stop collections and get you protected so you can take control of your financial future. Tax Mediation Services is accredited by the Better Business Bureau. Call now for a free case review and a price protection guaranteed quote. Call Tax Mediation Services now at 800-760-0116. That's 800-760-0116. 800-760-0116. The future of online TV is here. View exclusive content from your favorite talk radio hosts and new programs that you can't see anywhere else. Visit voiceamerica.tv today. Hear the stories. Be motivated. Be inspired. Join us today. Voice America Influencers. 
You're listening to The Spotlight with Tony D'Urso and a special VIP co-host. We'd love to hear from you via email. Be sure to send questions and comments to Tony at TonyDurso.com. Now, back to The Spotlight. All right, we're back with Tony D'Urso on The Spotlight with international empowerment speaker Cynthia Mazzaferro as co-host. Today's show is with Brittany Palmer, UFC Octagon Ring Girl. Brittany's work has appeared in Complex, LA Confidential, Esquire, Playboy, and FHM, to name a few. And most recently, Brittany has been commissioned by Reebok to design clothing for UFC's International Fight Week in Las Vegas. All right, back to the chat with Brittany. Brittany, I wanted to go back to when you were actually um, modeling for photography for the photo shoots. I'd love to actually hear what goes on um, internally for you when you're actually posing for these pictures. How do you actually prepare yourself for the, the shoot? Um, well, the thing, the thing with me and modeling, I genuinely enjoy it, but I have a very, I mean, I have the patience of a four-year-old. I really, that's why my paintings are very explosive and I just am very impatient. So in my internal dialogue is, you know, when are we going to be done? (laughs) But, you know, it's really the most important thing is I have to be extremely comfortable for me to, because, you know, when you take a photo and someone captures you, your face, if you are even the smallest bit uncomfortable or cold or tired or angry or sad, you could see it. You could see it, see it, see it. And especially with me, I have a very expressive face. So it's for me, it's really trying to like kind of like internally meditate and get as comfortable as I can, whether it's with the photographer, the lens, the outfit, the environment, you know, making sure my angles are right. And, you know, but also trying to be, um, experimental because some you know there's models that just have like the same face and that's fine that's totally great but I always try to you know change it up and do something different and have a photo that I don't have because you know if you already have the a look then for me it's just like what's the point so I think that you know there's a lot of things that go into it but it, really being comfortable is important great and you have such beautiful eyes and you know you've talked about the eyes of your soul and, and expressing those in your artwork I would think that you're also trying to elicit some kind of um, vision, some kind of um, emotional response that you see through your eyes in that particular shoot. Is that something you've tried to focus in and to um, elaborate on? Yeah, I mean, absolutely. I think a lot of modeling is, you know, is the eyes and, and it's really capturing the camera. Um, you know, if you look at some models or just photos of maybe Instagram girls or whatever, and people have seen it, I'm sure when they kind of look like they're dead into the, you know, into the lens where their eyes don't really have, they're just kind of blank, almost like a deer in headlights would be, be a good expression. So, um, yeah, I definitely, you know, have, that's the most important to me is to really like look into the lens and capture it so they, that my eyes can be expressive. Just like, you know, I want to port, I want to create a photo that I would ultimately want to paint. So it's, you know, kind of the reversal of an artist. Well, I was on your site and I was looking through the calendar that you did, I think up in Alaska it was, and the different photos um, that you took up there. Could you just share with us one story that you've never told anyone with a particular photo shoot that was a, you know, really interest and kind of maybe nobody wants to know or you don't want to tell and maybe you'll be willing to tell us here? 
So, okay, so you're asking of a photo. Okay, um, let's let me see what I could do. I could do my Playboy shoot. So I was the cover girl for Playboy in May 2000. Oh man, was it 11? It could be 11 or 12. It was a while ago. Um, but I I did the cover of Playboy and um with an amazing photographer named steve shaw who's now the owner um of treats magazine which is really cool because he started that magazine after he shot me which was great um but i was so nervous that day they had to actually like go get a court like a a runner to grab me champagne and i was drinking champagne and i think i even did a shot of tequila at like (laughs) 10 in the morning i swear at 10, I was like, I was drinking because I, I couldn't, even though I knew that like this was happening and I knew I had to do this, like I couldn't. And the, you know, they were just like, do you need booze? And I was like, I think I do. And then I had a, a really nasty, warm shot of tequila. wasn't even good. And then they went and got me some champagne. But yeah, so I was a little bit tipsy on that shoot. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you for sharing that. That's really a great story. And, and I think what you're saying about being comfortable, and I think that really talks about being comfortable in our own skin. And and that's what you're doing in your art. You're actually just allowing yourself to express yourself. And, and that's where we find comfort in being who we are. So thank you for sharing all that, Brittany. You're welcome. That's very cool, Brittany. Very cool. And I got to tell you, I've mentioned this before on, on another show. When I interview a guest, I always have a picture of them up on my computer so that I'm actually speaking to someone instead of I'm not speaking to a mic, I'm speaking to you. And you'll never guess what picture of yours I have that I'm, that I'm staring at. So I'm going to tell you, it's the one where you're holding up the G Fuel. And the reason I picked that is... Because your eyes are so full of expression and I'm just staring in these big eyes here chatting and it's very cool what you say and it's so true about how that mood of that person is personified and comes out through the eyes. And I do that with every one of my guests. I always find the best picture that I can connect with so that I can actually see them and get inside. So very cool on that. That's awesome. Yeah, little aside. And now G Fuel will be very happy. (laughs) Oh yeah. Well, there you go. Yeah, it's it's a great one because your eyes are so big and so broad. And we're eye people. My my wife, she she draws not professionally, but we have her artwork hanging up throughout the house. And one of the things we always focus on when we meet people or wherever is we're always into eyes. Don't 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 even know how it started. That's why I call us. I people. <laughs> Anyways, just a little little anecdote there. But now I want to go back to your I, I've looked through your art and I'm not looking at every piece of yours right now, but I'm looking at these hand embellished pintail boards. So unique. There's only five of each. I'd love to know what made you come up with that. And also, I recognize some of the people, but who are some who are some of these people portrayed on the boards? If you could just kind of tell us that story. Um, okay. Let me think who I have on those boards. So the, I, I personally, when I, when I moved to Los Angeles, I moved to Venice beach and one of my favorite things to do was skateboard, um, get my longboard out and have my dog pull me on the streets in Venice or on the boardwalk. And I just loved it. And, um, and I know how to do it and I'm, you know, I'm a, sur- I'm a snowboarder as well so, and I'm a surfer. So kind of board thing is just, it's just more of a uh, reflection of me and, um, and it gives someone, you know, the opportunity to 
purchase a piece, a painting, that's the, and all of those boards are hand embellished. Um, the artwork is printed onto the board, but they're very limited. I hand embellish them. And, um, you know, it gives people the opportunity who couldn't necessarily afford an actual painting or a print of a more cheaper price point. Um, and, you know, a really kind of just cool, fun and different thing to do. What, another way to incorporate my art instead of just hanging it on the wall, you can, you know, skate with it and, you know, do what I used to love doing on it. And on them, I believe we have Biggie, which is, um, yeah, Biggie, one of, one of my favorite rappers. Um, we have, I promise, which is, that's just a no, no name. That's no one specific. And I think, is there more than ones? Is there, then there, we have the abstract piece. So yeah, that's the boards. <laughs> <laughs> I thought I saw more there, but I've also see all your artwork and your acrylics and just so much. Yes. Thank you. Sure. You're so young and yet you continue to add another level and another dimension. Now you are creating art inspired clothing items. For example, I've seen your UFC t-shirt. That's pretty, that's pretty cool. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I, I was able to do a collaboration with Reebok, which is, I mean, as an artist, Reebok has cultivated some of the biggest artists, I think, um, of our time, like Keith Haring and Jean-Michel Basquiat. So for me to do a collaboration with Reebok was just the coolest thing for me. And um, and working with UFC is just kind of a perfect, um, you know, it's a perfect fit for both of us. So yeah, that was that was a really great collaboration that I had done last year. And right now, um, I have a clothing line that I've created um, titled No Agency. And that's kind of like a, you know, no agency is anti, you know, establishment. So I don't have agents and I don't, um, you know, I manage myself and produce things myself. But yeah, so I've given an opportunity, just like how I was saying before with the skateboards, that it's giving people the opportunity who couldn't necessarily buy a piece, but you can wear this art. It's beautiful. Everything's limited. I, you know, I grab some of my favorite artists that I know that are personal friends of mine, and we put their art on shirts, and I design them, and I handpick them, and, you know, I have everything to do with it. And, and including my art as well. And I, I just think it's a really cool way because this isn't just one designer or a couple of designers. This is actual paintings that I've photographed and put onto clothes. So, um, and it's, it's, it's really close to me and, um, you know, to my heart. So I think that that is, you know, that's my new project that I'm really, you know, it's so important to me. I created these, um, these reversible bomber jackets and they're, they're awesome. And on the inside of it, so they're, they're two-sided on the outside. We have, there's a black one, red one, white one, and Navy. And it has an artist embroidered on the pocket on the, you know, on the front right hand pocket, just because, you know, every, I feel that everyone is an artist and just because you're not a painter, just we're all artists. So, um, and then if you flip it around, there's art on the inside of these jackets, which you can wear reversible. So those are really special to me too. All of them are limited numbered and we also make them for children, which is so adorable. They're the cutest things ever. I just makes me want one just so they could wear one of my jackets. Um, but yeah, so that's, that's, that's my new project. Very cool. I'm going to actually start, I'm going to actually look at some of those bomber jackets here while Cindy asks you the next question. This is The Spotlight with Tony D'Urso and Cynthia Mazzaferro as co-hosts. Just ahead, Brittany shares more insights and her contact info. But first, it's time for us to take a short break. 
See you back here in just a moment. This is the Voice America Influencers Channel. Be inspired. As a small business owner, there's one word that you absolutely dread. Payroll. For small businesses, it's a big burden. You may think you're saving time and money doing it yourself. But come on, are you? Timesheets, processing checks, calculating taxes, a total waste of your time. Paychecks simplifies payroll processing, saving you time and money. Submit your payroll online, fax it in, or call your dedicated Paychex payroll specialist. And you're done! Learn more at TryPaychex.com. Come on, do the math. The IRS dishes out 8 million penalties a year. Make one mistake and you're on the hook. On average, you're losing nearly one business day every month doing payroll. That's time and money you'll never get back, unless you get paychecks. More than half a million small businesses already do. Call 877-648-5421. Trade payroll pressure for peace of mind. Call now, 877-648-5421. That's 877-648-5421. It's time to elevate yourself and your business to the next level. What are the secrets of business success? Discover them on Key Entrepreneurs of Influence with your host, Kieran Sweeney. Find out who the business owners are that stand out in their respective industries and what they can teach you. The program contains valuable advice that can cost thousands through a professional consultant. Key Entrepreneurs of Influence can be heard every Tuesday at 9 a.m. Pacific Time, noon Eastern Time on the Voice America Influencers Channel. Become a member of voiceamerica.com. It's easy and best of all, it's free. Start out by going to our homepage or any of our channels and click register at the top. Once you've created an account and signed in, you can create your own custom library, opt into our newsletter, search by show, host, guest, or topic of interest, or browse millions of hours of content across all of our Voice America radio channels. Membership gets you more. Visit voiceamerica.com today to get started and tailor the listening experience to your taste. We don't follow, we lead. Join us, the Voice America Influencers Channel. You're listening to The Spotlight with Tony D'Urso and a special VIP co-host. We'd love to hear from you via email. Be sure to send questions and comments to Tony at TonyDurso.com. Now, back to The Spotlight. All right, we're back with Tony D'Urso on the Spotlight with international empowerment speaker Cynthia Mazzaferro as co-host. Today's show is with Brittany Palmer, UFC Octagon Ring Girl. A self-taught artist and a flower child at heart, the Woodstock era inspires her collection of acrylics on canvas, capturing her take on rock and pop, cultural icons from the 1960s and 70s, her creations have been a big hit from both critics and collectors. And now, back to the chat. Well, Brittany, I just absolutely loved your last um, explanation on those jackets. And it, I just loved it when you said one side is the artist. It shows a picture of the artist, which is the persona that we show the world. But it's the art inside of us. It's the art inside of the jacket that is within each of us. And that when you open yourself up, you get to share that with the world. So that is just a beautiful explanation. And I, I kind of look at the, the deeper meaning in things. So I hope that resonates with you. <laughs> yes, that's perfect. You said it perfectly. 
Great. Well, I wanted to ask you now, what's in, what do you see in the next five to 10 years for you? Where, where are your vision going? So in the next five or 10 years, um, well, in the next year, I'm going to have uh, no agency, my, this shop and the show, we're going to bring it to Los Angeles. We had one in Miami. We're going to do one in LA. We're going to do one in New York. Um, I'm currently getting ready to create a painting for the Amphar Gala in Hong Kong in March. So that's really special to me. Forward thinking, I, you know, I want to design my own shoe for Reebok, which is on my, on my, uh, on my board <laughs> that I really want and, you know, and keep creating. I mean, I, I genuinely am enjoying producing and curating art shows. I, I it's, I didn't realize how much I loved it and how good I was at it, uh, you know, and it's not to be cocky. It's just the confidence. I, it was genuine. I had so much fun doing this in Art Basel in Miami. And, um, cause I put a group show together alongside me and I just, I, and I loved it. So I think kind of forward and, you know, to keep creating this clothing line and keep creating these art shows and, you know, and then do something great with it. You know, I, ultimately I have a really big, big picture that I'm, you know, trying to sculpt and, um, you know, with charity and, and to do something great with my name and, you know, whatever fortune I might make along down the road. I think that that's important. And when we're giving gifts, um, such as talent or a name or, you know, success or whatever it is, I think it's really important to use it for the greater good. Um, that's really why we're all here is to help one another ultimately. So that's, that's my, uh, that's my goal. <laughs> so true. So will you continue to be, um, walking the, the boxing ring, the, and um, with wrestling, or will you be stepping out of that light in the, in the future? Yeah, I mean, and the, I think that there, there's going to come a point, and I think I'll just know um, when I'm done. Uh, I've been with them for so long. It's like a family. They treat me amazing, so I'm going to try to do And as long as I'm looking young and my, my body's on, you know, my body's fit, then I'm going <laughs> to try to do this as long as I can. And, and it's, you know... And I love doing it. You know, it's not even, this isn't hard. I get to go and sit and watch one of my favorite sports and get the best seats in the house and get paid to do it. So it's, you know, but eventually I think there will come a point where I'm just, you know, I'm ready for a change. And at that point, yeah, I mean, I can't do this forever. Mm. Well, this has been really exciting. Thank you very, very much for sharing all about what you've um, accomplished in your life and your vision going forward. So much success to you. Thank you so much. You guys have been just, what a wonderful interview. I can't wait to hear the final. Well, I'm sure you. Tony has a wrap-up question. Yes, I do. Just a few more quick things, Brittany. I'd like to know, you have a very large audience, and we have a very large audience on the spotlight as well. Do you have a message for your fans and friends? Is there anything you'd like to share with them or tell them? What's the essence that, that you would like to see them get out of this interview with you? Um, I think it's important, and it, I, I would like people to understand, you know, how this all started and how, um, you know, my art career started and how I've worked really hard to get where I am and, um, you know, who I really am on the inside and what my ultimate goal is, I think was a really important question um, that I answered because, you know, this isn't really just about, everyone sees someone's social media and they think that that is who this is. And people need to understand Instagram is just a highlight reel of someone's day. People really, and, I, and it's important to me, and it means a lot that, pe that people can understand because there's this new 
trend of this social media platform, which is, which is great, but people are starting to obsess over other people's lives. And I catch myself as well, you know, I'll sit and not, and I catch myself losing 10 minutes of my day on, um, you know, losing 10 minutes on someone else's life. And I think it's important for people to understand that social media is just the highlight reel for someone's day. And it's not the reality of how things really are. So, you know, to look beyond, listen to these interviews, read these articles and, you know, don't just watch this, uh, you know, you know, watch their photos and like them. That's not really who this person is. If you really want to know. I like it. And Brittany, we've mentioned two of your websites earlier. Can anyone reach you if someone wants to reach you and contact you? What's the best way for someone to get a hold of you, please? Um, if anyone wants to get a hold of me, whether it's to commission me to do a painting or I just have any questions, social media is always great. I'm always on it. Um, you know, just if you have, you can send me a direct message or even comment on one of my photos. And I usually respond if it's with an actual question. Um, but if you're interested in a painting, a commission painting, I can paint whatever, um, you know, a lot of the paintings I do have been commissions, which is really cool. Um, you can send me an email at uh, management at com. And we'll get right back to you and we'll get it all uh, and get all sorted out. Well, thank you very, very much, Brittany. Thank you for sharing that. All right. Such an amazing interview with Brittany Palmer, UFC Octagon Ring Girl and Modern Day Renaissance Woman. How's that sound? Perfect. All right. Great. Well, thank you so much for sharing this with everything and telling us about your life and all these great events and and people you're associated with and the art and the MMA and UFC. Just great. I I understand this and love this on another dimension. Just really appreciate you sharing this with us, Brittany. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. Thank you. Take care. All right. And Cindy, thank you for being such a great co-host. As always, you're amazing. And I look forward to having you on yet another episode of this Spotlight. Thank you, Tony. Thank you, Brittany. And best of luck in your new venture, Brittany. Thank you. Bye. And to our Spotlight audience, thanks again. It's our honor to have you listen. All right. Keep your focus on success, and we'll see you next on the Spotlight. We hope you've enjoyed this week's edition of the Spotlight with Tony D'Urso and his special VIP co-host. Be sure to tune in again next Friday at 4 p.m. Eastern Time, 1 p.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Influencers Channel. Now, enjoy the weekend.